everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. So today I'm actually shaking it up a little bit. I thought I would try something a little bit different. Um, Not because I don't like my usual format of picking one drama and sort of discussing it in a fair amount of depth, I suppose, per episode, but just because there's a lot of dramas that I've seen that some of them I might have seen quite a while ago and I don't feel like I fully recall it enough to, you know, kind of do a big show about it and a huge sort of talk, but there's still stuff that, you know, I'd love to kind of get excited about or talk about. Um, So I kind of decided to do a multiple drama episode and I think, um, you know, maybe I'll do these every now and then Um, because, you know, there's so many shows that I've watched, um, but some of them, yeah, quite a long time ago. So um, I just, (laughs) I only remember what I remember. Um, So pretty much that's my plan for today. I'm going to cover two dramas and also a movie that I recently saw uh, that's quite famous at the moment and I'm sure most of you will know about if you haven't seen it. So I'll kind of give you my take on those. So once again, thank you for listening to my show. I... So the first drama that I wanted to talk about today is called Suspicious Partner. So this is a show that came out in 2017. Um, I didn't watch it as it aired. I watched it a little bit later. I think that it's an interesting show because, I mean, tonally, some of it's very light and some of it is very, very dark. I mean, I guess a lot of K-dramas are like that realistically, Um, but It's kind of, you know, like, I guess from the promo materials, it looks very, very cute. Like, it looks like a rom-com completely, but it does also deal with um, a lot of murderers. So it's it's not a full rom-com, to be honest. Um, So this show stars Ji Chang-wook and also Nam Ji-han. So I really like Nam Ji-hyun. I think she is a wonderful actress. She's very, very charming. I first saw her in Shopping King Louis and I can never kind of get that version of her out of my mind. Um, It was interesting watching her in Suspicious Partner because she's a little bit crazy in this show. Um, And my strongest memory of Nam Ji Hyun in this show is her incredible, glorious hair. Like, I don't think I've ever seen hair in a K-drama that kind of grabs my attention quite this much and she spends a lot of the drama sort of like flip-flopping her head around and just throwing it around and it's it's the best like I got full hair envy from watching her in this drama 
This drama also stars Ji Chang-wok, who is, you know, crazy, crazy popular. And I believe currently, as I record this, has just got out of ARMY and is prepping his comeback drama, which is a proper rom-com. So I, I kind of have an interesting, I suppose, relationship, is that the right word to use, <laughs> with Ji Chang-wok. I really like him. But I'm not, he's not one of my absolute favorites. I'm not like, you know, I wouldn't watch a drama because he was in it. And yet he is in a lot of dramas that I've watched and loved. And I don't know what that's about. I think he picks dramas that I end up being quite, um, that are quite appealing to me, I think. I think he picks things that I, I always want to watch. So I've actually watched quite a lot of his dramas and I quite like him in them. Like uh, there's, you know, he doesn't put me off at all. I think he's really, really good. But for some reason, he doesn't kind of have that extra hook that I'm sure you all experience with your most favorite actors and actresses where you're just, you know, kind of obsessive. So I'm not like that about him, but I'm very happy when he's in a drama. And I've watched so many of his um, really, really great ones. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. So this drama... Again, uh, the reason I didn't do a full show about it is because I probably don't want to get into it that much because to be honest, I didn't love it. And it's not through any fault of the drama itself. I think this drama is actually pretty great, really interesting and kind of a different sort of weird format for a romance. But it is kind of a format that doesn't appeal to me personally and I really kind of had to sit around and, and figure out why I was like why don't I like this show like why don't I want to watch it why am I not reaching for the next episode every two minutes like it's got people in it I really like um she's you know she's got the best hair that I've ever seen like why am I not crazy about this it's got romance it's got danger it's got heaps of elements that I like and I have to say that one thing I love about Ji Tong Wook in this drama is his constantly exasperated expressions. I have never seen a man in a business suit look so annoyed and frustrated and hilarious throughout a drama. Like, I fucking loved it. It was so good. I loved how put upon his character is and how annoyed he is by everything. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. But what I figured out was not working for me, again, completely personal, was that she falls for him first. So I learnt about myself from watching this drama that I really don't really like romance that is very much where the woman falls in love with the man and then pines over him while he feels completely indifferent to her and basically you know is having feelings for someone else or you know still hung up on an ex or just kind of finds her annoying and isn't in love with her. So what I figured out was the kind of romances that, you know, typically I think are always my favorite kind of romances are the ones where the man falls first and he falls hard and then he has to sort of pursue her and get her to like him and has, you know, petty jealousies or, you know, problems making her like him back. And I realized that those are my favorites. And I'm not sure why that is other than I suppose perhaps there's a level of, um, you know, kind of like escapism wish fulfillment where, you know, 
as a woman, maybe I prefer to watch shows where a woman is getting, you know, loved from afar and fought over by multiple guys and stuff like that. I mean, it sounds so cheesy. I don't know why I like that so much, but I do. It's, I find that stuff really romantic and, you know, really fun. Like I love love triangles in K-dramas, but I like them when there's two guys fighting over a woman. I really don't like love triangles with two women fighting over a man. Like, I feel like there's no wish fulfillment there. You know, like, I can't imagine that I, not that I want to be in a love triangle by any means. Like, um, you know, all this stuff um, is completely pure escapism for me. It's, it's nothing that I want in real life. I'm, an, I'm a very undramatic person um, with a very healthy relationship. But in terms of like dramas, I, I love that kind of angsty thing where a man is completely in love with her and maybe she hasn't even noticed, you know, that really works for me. And I think what didn't work for me about this drama is that she's so into him immediately and she pursues him so hard and he, I love how exasperated he is, but also I didn't want him to be so like indifferently exasperated by her. I think he really kind of hates her guts for a lot of this show. Like she basically ruins Ji Chung Wook's entire life and um, he doesn't really like her because of that, which is completely fair enough. But as a romance, I just wasn't feeling it like I did want I was really waiting for him to fall hard for her like I really was keen for that to happen but it really doesn't happen for a really long time so that was yeah I guess it it ended up I just didn't get that addicted feeling to this show as much as there were elements of it that I really really enjoyed Um, that's why it didn't fully work for me so I think that's all I'm actually going to say about it. There was lots of cool things. I loved all, you know, the prosecutor stuff and the cases that they solved and all the creepy killers like roaming around and being creepy. And I loved Nam Ji Han's hair. Oh, gosh, that's good hair. The next drama that I wanted to chat with you about is Six Flying Dragons. So this is a historical epic and I mean epic. It is so fucking long. Like I didn't realize I picked it up. I watched episode seven and then I realized that it was 50 episodes. So now I've kind of hit a crisis point where like that's a big commitment to make and I really really like Saguk dramas I really want to watch a million of them I'm so interested by the history and I love the way these dramas look with the costumes and the setting and all the sweeping scenery and you obviously all the epic danger I love it but at the same time I kind of wish that we could have slightly shorter ones as well um which is why I'm a bit excited about this whole I think 2019 trend of a little bit more rom-com style Joseon set dramas only because they're a little bit shorter we're not getting full 50 episodes um but what I'd really like is serious kind of more serious Saguk style intense dramas that had a shorter runtime as well I remember a really cool drama um Haji Won was starring in uh, called Demo. 
Dharma, uh, where she played a, you know, basically a Joseon era female detective or, you know, a, f- a female servant of the police force who was getting very involved in all sorts of plots. That was an incredible drama. And from memory, it was only like 12 episodes. And yet it was very, very serious. Um, you know, it was very epic and serious and very plot centric um, and intense. But I loved that sort of shorter runtime I find that's easier for me to commit to just because you know life is fucking busy and stuff is always getting in the way and 50 episodes is intense you know um there's so many dramas I want to watch I've been hearing about six flying dragons um which came out in 2015 is when it started I didn't realize it was that old wow so I you know I've been hearing about this drama for years obviously um I do remember when it aired and it you know it made big waves people were talking about it it was epic um but I never I never kind of picked it up I'm not a massive you are in fan who is playing the lead here um not that I don't like him either I just you know he's not He's not really in K-dramas that much. He's sort of, um, I guess, transitioned to be more of a movie actor these days. Um, And it's interesting that I don't like him more, you know, much more than I do. I I do like him, but I'm just not, you know, obsessive. But I'm kind of surprised I'm not because um, uh, very early on in my drama watching career, would you call it a career? Um, I watched Sungukwan Scandal. Uh, of course, he plays the second lead. You are in plays the second male lead in that drama with, is that, that's Park Min Young, I believe. Um, so I thought he was great. Like I had, I completely shipped the wrong couple in that show. And that was kind of early enough in my drama watching days that I didn't understand that, you know, this, the second male lead is not going to get the girl. She's not going to end up with him. Um, so I shipped it really hard and I was waiting. I, I was waiting for something to happen and for him to be happy at the end and, um, you know, end up with the female lead. And that totally didn't happen. So it was very depressing. But my point was I loved him. I thought he was amazing in that drama. And, you know, I've only watched seven episodes so far of Six Flying Dragons and he's good. He's really good. But I guess his kind of storyline and character trajectory is not the most compelling for me in this show. Um, I am much more interested in some of the other storylines. Um, so I guess another thing is, you know, this I guess this drama is set um, at the very end of the Goryeo era and it is about the bringing in of Joseon. So it's based on true events and it's a very, very, very interesting time in, in Korean history. And it's exciting too because I'm starting to watch enough dramas set around this time to actually understand, I guess, the sequence of events a little bit more. You know, a lot of characters that are referred to in the childhood section of Six Flying Dragons are characters that appeared in Faith. And I know Faith, starring Lee Min Ho, was you know, it had some major fantasy elements, but it still had King Gong Min and his wife and, you know, um, Lee Min Ho's character, Choi Young, uh, the general. So, you know, some of these characters are being talked about or appearing in this drama. So I'm starting to kind of understand the sequence of events that led up to, you know, the founding of Joseon, which is very, very fascinating. But in saying that, I have to admit, and this is a complete personal taste thing again, I do prefer Sagok Sada set in 
Joseon times than Goyo or Shilla. Um, I just I am so attracted to the clothes you know, the Joseon traditional clothes, the outfits, um, I like them so much better than the Goyo era or the Shilla era. I like um, the Hanbok and, you know, the, the gats, the big black hats that the men wear, the horsehair ones. I like all that stuff a lot. I think it looks amazing and I really, really enjoy costumes when I watch historical drama. And I pay a lot of attention to them, I suppose. So I have to admit, from a personal view, I do prefer my dramas to be set in Joseon, simply for that reason. Like, that's so silly, but it's true. I really love how everyone looks. Um, this drama, so it stars Yu Ah In, who plays the real-life character of Yi Bang Won, who goes on to become, I think, the second king of Joseon. Uh, it also stars Shin Se-kyung. So Shin Se-kyung uh, is an actress I really like. Um, I saw her in The Girl Who Sees Smells, um, which is <laughs> potentially the worst title ever. I think no no drama should ever have the word smells in the title. Um, they should have put something else in there. Um, but I really like her. I think she's really good. And I really like her in this drama. Um, I'm very interested in her character and what's going to happen to her. Also, I really liked the child actress who played her as a kid was just like, oh, very charming. Uh, so the drama also stars Byun Yo Han. So he is very beloved and I have never seen him in anything before. And I have to say that his character storyline is it's the thing that makes me want to keep watching this show. Other than the fact that I'm interested in the history I, you know, this is a heavily, heavily plotted historical drama, like to the point where I was on Wikipedia looking up the true events so I could understand what the fuck everyone was talking about. There is so many old men in this drama, like, you know, old generals and old premiers and old ministers, and they're all talking and it's fascinating, but it's very densely plotted. And they are fitting in like a huge amount of history that takes place before the show starts really and they are referring to it a lot in the first few episodes. It was very hard to keep track of I think if you're not very familiar with that piece of history. I think if you knew and you knew who all these historical figures were it would be very easy and although you know I'm certainly starting to understand um, a lot of this stuff um, you know I don't know off the top of my head um, who these historical figures you know what their names are um, particularly because a lot of them have different names when they go on to become, um, you know, whatever famous historical figure they go on to be when they become a king or, you know, whatever. Um, so I did find it a little bit difficult to follow. Uh, so that was, I guess, I was tuning out a little bit um, when all the old guys were talking and then obviously you start getting lost. So the storylines that I was most interested in ended up being the childhood section um, for Byun Johan's character and also him as an adult. When you see him again and he's turned into this complete scary cold assassin guy who is also you know pretending during the day to be sort of like a troop um, performer wearing you know face paint so no one recognizes him. Now that is fascinating. I'm so keen to find out what happens and his storyline already is so tragic. You know he's he's made this mistake as a child which has allowed 
this young girl who basically he was courting. They're both very young, but they're obviously, you know, they're falling in love, even if they're still sort of children. And I can see that they would have gone on and got married. And she had, you know, she's in a better position than him in terms of, I imagine, family and money. She looked a hell of a lot cleaner than him, but she's picking him anyway, not any of the other village boys. But when a whole bunch of horrible dudes come to like fuck up their village and steal all their shit, he stands by and watches as she is basically taken away and raped. And it is fucking horrible. It's so distressing. It's distressing for her because she loves him and he lets her down and she is hurt so badly by what happens to her and is so angry that he didn't stand up for her. And it makes my heart ache for him because he is a small child in the face of multiple grown men who are being very violent and killing people and he couldn't move. And I don't hold that against him, but the saddest thing about it is that he will never forgive himself ever. And it is so sad. So he basically runs away and through all these crazy circumstances, he finds a teacher and all the teacher finds him, blah, blah, blah. And when he comes back as an adult, he is intensely scary. He has learnt, you know, really amazing martial arts. And he is probably, I imagine at this point, the best swordsman in the country. So his storyline is fascinating. It's, I don't know, am I just into these angsty, tragic romances? I guess I am. I really want them to have a happy ending after loads of angsty, tragedy romance stuff um but definitely the happy ending and I'm I'm sensing very strongly that that is not going to happen in a show like this so here's the one reason that I would really like to keep watching this just because I'm I'm very fascinated in what will happen to his character it's very interesting also I would like to keep watching for Shin Se Kyung because I really like her and I like her character and I'd like to see where that goes and then in terms of the actual true history, which is basically you are in storyline, um, I have read enough on, you know, like online because I was interested in this to figure out that he becomes a pretty scary dude. Um, you are in or Ibang Won, the character's name, as he gets older, I think he really uh, probably toes the line and does some pretty bad shit. And that's pretty interesting for a main male lead in a drama that is very likable. And I really enjoyed the childhood section about Yi Bang Wan and kind of him just trying to latch on to an ideal, but onto a person who could embody an ideal. We see at the start of the drama that, you know, he thinks his father is the best, goodest, most powerful man in the world. And as soon as he realizes that his father isn't, that he has made mistakes, that he's done bad things, he immediately moves on to something else. He's so desperately searching for this powerful, good man. But the most fascinating thing about Yi Bang Won is that he's also trying to figure out, I guess, do you be good? Like, what is being good? And what is the line that he won't cross? And it's very interesting seeing him as a child shifting that line and deciding that maybe being good isn't as important as he thought. Being righteous is what's important. And he almost thinks that being good and being righteous are almost the same thing, which is scary. Um, 
really interesting and you know you see him as a young man he's not warped he's not crazy but we know this thing about him as a child that he chose to you know be righteous which in that case was murdering people it even though those people weren't good people and they had done really bad things who who has the right to take that into their own hands and particularly even more scary than that who believes they have the right to take that into their own hands so that was a storyline that I found very fascinating when we see him when he's older it's all a little bit more straightforward and bumbly I think for his character so I wasn't getting so sucked into it but that's up to episode seven I fully expect them to delve very very deep into the character of Ibang Wan and what he will and won't do um, and I think that that could get very very fascinating um, if I can get past all of the thousands of old men who are constantly just talking to each other um, which is full on <laughs> not bad but hard to follow sometimes but that's okay so I think that's it for me on this drama I think I'll probably keep watching even though it's not my most exciting period of history which is kind of weird um there's actually an upcoming drama who you know I've totally forgotten the name but it's um I might actually look it up Okay, so I googled it. Um, the drama I was just thinking of is called My Country. It's um, about to start airing very soon and it's set just before um, Six Flying Dragons. Um, it's going to have a lot of the same characters in um, plus adding in fictional. So I am super interested in this drama so I guess that's why I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm saying I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching Six Flying Dragons because I'm not quite so into this era of history as the Joseon era and yet at the same time there is a drama coming out starring Udo Hwan and obviously I'm gonna fucking watch that <laughs> because I am a little bit obsessed by that actor he is totally great so I'm a little bit confused about this drama my country um I was under the impression that Wudo Huan was playing the second male lead, uh, but he's also like kind of front and center on the poster, the only person on the poster. So I'm not really sure if he's the lead or the second lead. Um, either way, I'm really excited about it. I also like um, the other actor in it, Young Sejong. Um, I've seen him in a couple of dramas recently and I think he's really good. Um, I don't know who the female lead is in this drama. I've never seen her before. Um, I think maybe she's an idol, which of course freaks everyone out all the time. Um, I'm sure she'll be fine, hopefully. Um, I'm very keen on this drama, so hopefully I'll get a chance to talk about that one in the future. And I've gone completely off topic right now, so I apologise. I think I will finish my short discussion on Six Flying Dragons right there before I get any further off topic. <laughs> So even though I changed up the format of this week's episode, I'm still going to end the show in the same way that I always do. So now it's time for my random thing of the week. So today I wanted to talk about, um, again, just a personal preference that I have learned about myself when it comes to my tastes in watching romance. So this comes on top of what I was talking about earlier um, in the episode about suspicious partner. 
And the fact that I, I don't like it when the girl falls for the guy first and has to chase him around for a whole drama, I just don't enjoy it. So another thing that I have noticed about myself is that whenever I'm watching a K-drama and there is the rich, cold guy and then there is the poor, nice guy, I go for the fucking poor, nice guy who is obviously the guy who's never going to get the girl. Always consistently, I go for the sad poor guy I just can't help it I find that character so much maybe it's a relatable thing I don't know but basically I'm thinking about right now like love alarm (laughs) where obviously I went for the character who was the maid's son I preferred him over the rich you know poor little rich boy um in dream high I preferred you know, idiotic Song Sam Dong, who was from the countryside and was poor instead of Taekyeon, who, you know, was the rich boy with the, um, you know, crippling family problems. That's always what the rich guy has. He has terrible family background and cold family and no love. And I never go for that as much as I go for the other thing. Another example would be in Save Me or Rescue Me, which I hope I'm going to talk about on this um, show at some point, because that is one of my all time favorite dramas ever was also the drama that was a huge breakout for the actor Wu Do Hwan, who is now one of my favorites, even though I've only seen him in like three things, but um, he's fantastic. <laughs> so again, in that drama, um, there's two guys. And instead of going for Taekyeon, who is charming in that, you know, I, I really like Taekyeon. He's very charming in that drama, Save Me. And he plays, you know, the rich boy with the family problems. And, you know, he's got issues with his you know, daddy issues, that kind of stuff. And Wudo Hwan plays the poverty stricken, absolutely gorgeous, slightly bad boy who is also, you know, got a heart of gold and is amazing. And I could talk about that for a really long time. Another good example would be Cheese in the Trap, where I'm pretty sure the actor's name is Park Hae Jin. You know, he plays the rich guy. And then, oh no, I'm going to face it, Song Kang Joon. Ah, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I really like him as well. And, you know, he plays... <sighs> He plays the poorer guy. He, he plays the more scruffy one. I always go for the scruffy poor ones. I don't know what that says about me. Probably nothing good. But I would like to point out, interestingly enough, the one exception to the rule, always there are exceptions to every rule, is Gu Junpyo from Boys Over Flowers, of course. I, well, I was going to say I went for him, but there was no poor boy in that drama. So that's probably why I went for him. Because there wasn't, you know, a scruffy poor guy to go for. Um, But also he's played by Lee Min Ho, so I'm sure I, I would have gone for him anyway, always. it's time to talk about what I'm loving this week and I feel like I already spoiled it because for some reason it came up earlier in this drama. (laughs) The thing I wanted to talk about was the upcoming drama My Country which is the one that I was talking about that stars Wudo Hwan or potentially Wudo Hwan is the second male lead. I'm not really sure. Either way I'm watching it. So it starts next month and I'm very very excited about it. Um, I'm excited about it because it's another puzzle piece in that stretch of history between the end of the Goyo period and the beginning of the Joseon dynasty which is you know very fascinating even though I don't love the costumes as much or outfits or 
you know, traditional clothes as much as I like the Josen era ones. Um, I'm very, very excited about it. I've seen a few previews or trailers um, and I think it looks really epic. And I'm also excited to see Wudo Huan in... In a historical drama, I think he's a really amazing actor. I think he's very, very good at playing tortured souls. And a historical drama is just, you know, the perfect place to be chock full of tortured souls. I think he's going to be really good. I hope the drama is going to be really good. Um, I'll definitely be watching that one. I hope, um, I, yeah, I hope I'll be able to talk about it on an episode um, in the future. 